What's going on, everybody? I am C Money, and this is the Victorious Sports Podcast. And on this episode of the Victorious Sports Podcast, your boy, C Money, and the irresistible force, Nebby, will be breaking down the fallout from last night's Monday Night Raw. And we're also going to give our take from Sunday's horror show extreme rules go ahead grab your favorite drink lock in get them headphones ready turn the volume up and strap in uh uh hi c money how are you uh, so, sorry it took me so long to join the show. Nebby, my boy, good to hear your voice. I am doing well. Thank you for asking. I hope you are also doing well. And don't you worry. We seem to have technical difficulties anytime we're on the podcast, whether it's you or me or whoever it may be. So don't even worry about it. It's kind of a theme for us. <laughs> All right. Um, so on this episode of the Victoria Sports Podcast, Nebby, we will be uh, discussing last night's Monday Night Raw, and I, before we go into Raw, I would love to hear your thoughts of the horror show at Extreme Rules, but before we do that, if you don't mind, Nebby, would you please bless us with the New Day intro? Uh, 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 uh of course, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> Oh, Victoria Sports Podcast! Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your host, C-Money, and his guest. And his guest. Aunt Nebby and feel the power. It's a new podcast. Yes. Yes, it is. Woo. Gets me every time, Nebby. Gets me every single time. I feel it shaking everywhere. I love it. Thanks. With that being said, Nebby, please, I would love to hear your your thoughts of Extreme Rules. There was a lot of backlash on the interwebs last night or Sunday evening. Um, I have uh, I like to follow a Discord. It's like a chat where people are just following and talking about. Um, Raw or SmackDown or whatever pay-per-view may be going on, and they do it live. So I'm just reading these chats and people's comments as the matches and the nights going along. And to me, from what I've read within the community, people didn't seem too impressed with the pay-per-view last night. And maybe it wasn't on paper, but I feel like Raven and I went back and watched some of the pay-per-view earlier She's feeling a little better, but she's not feeling good enough to be on the podcast. So hopefully next week she'll be on there uh, to make her return. Um, But I feel like after watching it the second time, there were more matches that I appreciated than I thought there were. Um, Personally, I thought the opening match was fantastic with the New Day versus um, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. 
and them finally giving like light on Shinsuke and Cesaro because they're so good independently. I mean, together as a team, they should almost be damn near unstoppable. On top of that, the tables match they had was fire. I mean, I don't think anybody was upset at that. On top of that, you had Bailey versus Nikki Cross. I think Bailey put on a show. I think uh, Nikki's awesome to watch. Um, and I, I have a few more, but please, Nebby, if you don't mind, um, your thoughts on um, last night's horror show at Extreme Rules. Well, 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 well first of all, I'm glad that Raven is feeling a little better. And, and as you said, hope. Uh, 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 hopefully she'll be back on the show next week. But, but having said that, as far as my, as far as my thoughts on this, on Extreme Rules are, are concerned, I, I thought I thought it was a good show, and and there were some matches that that that. I, that that I enjoyed, and uh, it, it was a good solid up a pay per view. Nebby, was there a match that you didn't expect to be as enjoyable as you thought it would be? Um. Is there one that like took you for surprise? You're like, wow, damn! I didn't really think this was going to be a good match, but it actually turned out to be a good match. Uh, well, um, uh, um, I thought the kickoff show m- m- match between Kevin Owens and and Murphy was a good match, but as far as the pay per view, as far as the pay per view itself. was concerned uh please don't get me wrong mm-hmm. i expected i i i expected um uh i expected the saucer bank the saucer banks oscar <coughs> match for the raw women's champion sh- uh, uh ship uh uh, 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 to be a good match, but I, uh, but I didn't expect it to turn to turn out the way it did, and because of the way it turned out, there's going to be a rematch this Monday night on Raw between Sasha Banks and Asuka for the Raw Women's Champion. Uh, uh. uh a a a ship, and and the winner will be the undisputed 
The the winner will be the undisputed raw 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 women's a champion. What are you, what is your take on the match between the fiend Bray Wyatt and the champion Braun Strowman? I thought that was interesting the way they shot everything. It was almost like a scary movie. And uh, Raven's looking at me as I'm watching this, and she's like, you're really into this. Like, you think that you might get scared. Like, there's a certain part that may get you, may make you jump or something. And she was right. I mean, I felt like I was watching, like, a Jason or a, like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie where Bray came and seemed to get into the mind of Braun Strowman and break him down mentally before he could physically. And it seems like that's like his power is, is if he can't do it physically, then he can get you mentally as well by playing those mind games. But the way that they filmed the match, the way that they, um, they, they decided to, to really create this swamp match uh, between the two. Um, where do you think they go? Well, I'll ask that in a second, but how, how do you feel about that match? Well, I thought it was a creepy match. <laughs> 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 It definitely was was creepy. And and as I was sitting watching the match, I was thinking to myself, uh, uh, what the heck is going on? (laughs) Uh, This is scary. And, And as I suspected, Bray Wyatt uh, 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 came out on top, but please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that was a non-title match. A, a Braun Strowman is still is still the WWE Universal Champion. Am I right? And this is where my next question led to, Nebby, was, yes, you are correct. This match was a challenge from Bray to Braun that was accepted via a no uh, title uh, match. This was not for the title. Um, This was to, I think, kind of settle the score that he had had with Braun after Braun came full circle, where... Braun had got brought in by Bray and then he came out on his own and then he had his own run and now he's champion and now that he's champion he had to face the man that brought him in um, and wants uh, him back on his side and that is one uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt now my question to you is Bray Wyatt did win the match he came out last uh, the way that he which was crazy um the whole time i was just thinking something was going to happen and Bra- braun does this kick to bray into the water 
uh, right off of the deck. And um, Braun's looking into the water. And as he's looking into the water, looking for Bray, Bray comes from out of nowhere and just grabs him and yanks him in. Where do you think that Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman go from here? Do you think that Bray... Well, I'll let you answer that. Yeah. I think they're going to have a rubber match at uh, SummerSlam for the WWE Universal Championship because obviously Bray... Excuse me. Obviously, Braun won the first match where the where the Universal Championship was on the line, and this past Sunday, obviously, Bray Wyatt. Uh, what won the match in in a non uh, title match? So, uh, 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 so so I think they're gonna have a third match at SummerSlam for the WWE Universal Champion. Uh, a ship. And that was going to be my follow-up question was, because Bray won this non-title match, does he deserve a championship match? And <clears throat> obviously you just answered that. Yep. Well, I mean, it was, uh, it was an interesting show. I love the spot where Cesaro power-bombed Kofi through the table. I was scared for Kofi because I thought Kofi hit his the back of his head um, when he came crashing through the tables. I think Sasha and Asuka had one of the better matches of the night. I, I hated the finish. I agree. Um, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler wasn't bad afterwards. I was scared what was going to happen was they would put the Sasha and Asuka match um, somewhere in between like the uh, Seth and Rey Mysterio eye for an eye match and Braun and Bray. But luckily they saved Braun and Bray for the main event, which allowed Sasha and Asuka to continue the pace of the show. I mean, I think the match before them was Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio, if I'm not mistaken. And the Sasha and Asuka match personally, I thought was better than the Rey versus, um, Seth Rollins and yeah let me ask you this Nebby why do you think that's that I understand the mentality of an eye for an eye but don't you think Ray could have had a match more in his favor like how Dolph had a match more in his favor against Drew McIntyre I mean Ray Mysterio to me seems like he almost didn't have a chance. He was fighting with one eye. 
And then he ripped off the patch and said, no, I have both my eyes. But it seems like he didn't get any offense in um, after the first, like, five minutes of the match. It was very off-putting to me the way the match finished. Right. I agree. I think WWE should have had Ray pick a different a different stipulation for for this match, but they had him choose an eye for an eye for an eye match, and uh, it turned out the way it did. But uh, hopefully, Rey Mysterio will be will be okay. And with that being said, Nebby, we're gonna jump into Monday Night Raw, where Seth Rollins comes out and he's talking about his match with. Ray about the eye for an eye and as he's out there cutting his promo and trying to explain himself you're hearing the chants of shame 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 for what he did to Ray and he acknowledges that it was disgusting and violent and barbaric and more than he expected it made him sick to his stomach um figuratively and literally So Rollins then goes on and says, we can't dwell on the past. The beauty of this is now that Ray is out of sight. Wow. Eye for an eye out of sight. Good one. And Raw is free to fulfill its potential. The greater good of the show can happen, will happen, and there's nobody left to stand in the way of the greater good. The music interrupts and out comes... Alistair Black. Black speaks from the stage and says Rollins orchestrated all of this. This is all on his hands. Black is here to recidify all of this. He drops the mic and walks down, but here comes Murphy. Black drops him on the ramp, which is pretty sweet. And then Murphy comes back and pulls from the ring. They brawl at the outside, along the outside of the ring, and Rollins looks on. Black unloads and sends Murphy into the pe- plexiglass barrier several times. Black destroys Murphy and launches him over the announce table for another pop. Black hits the ring, and Rollins retreats to the floor. They stare each other down, and we go to commercial. But back from commercial, Nebby, we have Seth Rollins. Versus Alistair Black. Back from the backbreaker, Black takes control. Rollins dodges the Black Mask. Rollins with a super kick and another kick, and they both go down in the middle of the ring. More back and forth now. Rollins springboards with the knee, but Black dodges it. Black comes back with a kick to the face, and then they tangle some more, and Rollins drops Black. By his hurt arm, Rollins follows up with a stomp. Rollins is slow to crawl over, but he makes the pin for the win. Nebby, your winner, Seth Rollins. But we're not done yet, Nebby. After the match, Rollins stands tall as his music hits. Murphy joins him in the ring and we go to replays. Black is still down in the ring as Rollins and Murphy exit up the ramp to booze. Rollins turns and looks back at the referee, checking on Black in the ring. Rollins orders Murphy to hit the ring and attack Black while he's down. Black gets double-teamed now as the booze continues. 
they bring back to the they bring black to the floor and launch him into the barrier a few times nebby why do you think that no one came out to help um alistair black after this beat this two-on-one beatdown? i i don't understand um i believe two weeks ago he came out for Rey mysterio and so did umberto carrillo but no one came out to help uh, Alistair Black this week. What? Why do you think that is? I don't know. That's a great question because I I expected M Amberto Carrillo to come out and help to come out and help Alistair Black. But uh, unfortunately, it, it didn't happen. Um, um, uh, I don't know why no one came out. Like I was so confused. Like looking yeah. around, I was waiting for someone. Nothing. Uh, With that being said, Nebby. We have Tom Phillips. She, he's showing us how MVP declared himself to be the U, new United States champion at Extreme Rules last night. By forfeit, as Apollo Crews was in, unable to compete due to a back injury. Tom confirms Crews is still the champion. We cut backstage to WWE Hall of Famer Ron Simmons with MVP and Lashley. Simmons says he knows they're going to do things their way, but he wants them to know that their way, there is a better way. They do a show of respect and Simmons walks off. WWE 24 seven champion. Our truth appears. Now he tells MVP that he has a nice looking replica title belt around his waist. MVP dismisses the idea. MVP asks truth. If he wants to go to the ring with them, truth, doesn't want Lashley to put him in a full Nelson. To Shelton Benjamin leveling him and laying him out. A referee appears and Shelton covers to win the title. Shelton stands tall with the title and MVP asks him if he'd like to go to the ring with them. Absolutely. MVP, Benjamin, and Lashley walk off as we go to commercial. Nebby. Back from the break, out comes MVP, Bobby Lashley, and the new WWE 24-7 champion, Shelton Benjamin. MVP is still in possession of Apollo Crews' United States title belt. MVP talks about the horror show at Extreme Rules and says he didn't even break a sweat in becoming the new champion, Nebby. Not even a sweat. Tom confirms Cruz is still the champion. The crowd boos. MVP mocks the crowd. Cruz for, uh, or, I'm sorry, MVP mocks Cruz for staying home and nursing his wounds instead of being the fighting champion he said he'd be. He mentioned how Cruz was injured in the recent full Nelson attack by Lashley. MVP goes on about how they will beat up Ricochet and Cedric Alexander tonight. Two hard-headed kids who won't listen. Then they're going to celebrate their new gold. The music interrupts, and out comes Cedric and Ricochet. With that being said, Nebby, we have MVP, Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin versus Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, and you thought this was going to be a handicap match? But no. The returning 
Mustafa Ali comes back. And with that, Nebi, Lashley tags back in and knocks Ricochet to the floor. Lashley drives Ricochet back into the barrier. Lashley brings it back in and continues to dominate Ricochet. Lashley distracts the referee, allowing MVP to hit Ricochet with a cheap shot. Shelton comes back, and the but Ricochet finally gets an opening. Ricochet with a big dropkick for a pop now. MVP and Ali tag in at the same time as the crowd pops. Ali unloads and dropkicks MVP away. <laughs> Ali with shots in the corner now. Ali with a big kick from the apron. Ali launches himself in and drops MVP face first with the X-Factor for a two count as Lashley makes the save. Lashley goes for the Dominator on Ali, but he slides out. Ali sends Lashley to the floor. Ricochet flies, but Lashley grabs him by the throat. Cedric also flies out, but Lashley has him by his throat now. Ali leaps and sends Lashley over the announce table. Benjamin takes out Ali. Ricochet flies and takes Benjamin down to the floor. But Ali returns to the ring, but MVP hits him with a knee to the gut. MVP unloads in the corner now. Ali dodges the running boot in the corner. Ali with a big neck breaker now. And then Ali goes to the top and hits that sweet 450 nebby on MVP for the pin and the win. Your winners, Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, a.k.a. Richard, and Mustafa Ali. After the match, Nebi, Ali's music hits and Ricochet and Cedric Alexander join him in, in the middle of the ring as they watch the replays. Nebi, what do you think about Ron Simmons interacting with MVP and Bobby Lashley, letting them know, hey, young fellas, I know y'all are going to do things your way, but I know a better way that you can do this. What's your take from that, Nebby? Um, well, I, I was surprised to see R- Ron Simmons uh, uh, interact with uh, uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley, considering that uh, um, considering that Ron Simmons is a fan favorite and MVP and Bobby Lashley. Are heels, but he he uh, uh, he may have just give them some. He, he may have just gave them s- s- some advice, and, and tr- tried to be a, a, a mentor to uh, uh, MVP and Bobby. Uh, lastly, because obviously Ron Simmons is a is a veteran, and he knows what he's talking about. So, so maybe he just wanted to give uh, uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley some advice on how. On how to do things the 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 right way. Now, with what it seems like an addition to the hurt group, 
with the WWE 24-7 champion Shelton Benjamin, do you think that WWE could possibly be leading us breadcrumb bread leading breadcrumbs for leaving breadcrumbs for us to follow? So that way this could lead to some like new gen version of the nation of domination, perhaps? Uh maybe i didn't think about that that's a, that's an intriguing point with that being said i do have some breaking news shelton okay. benjamin has became the 100th wwe 24/7 champion so ever since mick foley debuted the title in i believe 2018 um no it was actually May 20th uh 2000 uh uh, n- n- uh, uh, 2019. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. Uh, 2019. Uh, so it's been a little over a year, but there have been 100 reigns of the WWE 24-7 championship. Fun fact, it took 73 years for W... I'm sorry, 74 years for WWE to have the 100th um, WWE champion. And I believe that was Randy Orton at Vengeance 2004. So, fun fact. But, Nebby, we are moving on. The announcers are joined by a somber Christian now via satellite. Joe asks how he's doing since the recent unsanctioned match with Randy Orton. Christian knew what he was getting himself into, but he wasn't expecting what happened. And now, and how WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair was hot, was weaponized. It doesn't get any lower than that, and he will never look at Orton or Flair the same. And he's not sure if he will ever be the same. Christian goes on about Big Show's match tonight and what he and Orton did last month in their match. Christian doesn't feel good and at all, but he'd go through it all again if it meaning making Orton pay. Christian can't wait to watch the big show destroy Orton later night. So that leads us to Sarah Schreiber backstage with Bianca Belair. And she asks about teaming with Ruby Riot to defeat the Iconics last week. Belair brags about how good she is and says her rise to the top of the business will be quick. She just wanted to show out last week. She goes on, but Peyton Royce interrupts. Royce dismisses Schreiber and calls Belair the dumbest of all time. Royce goes on with the insults, but Riot appears and taunts Royce for Billy Kay not being there. Royce says Kay is off handling business. They continue having words, and Royce calls Liv Morgan trash. 
Riot threatens Royce if she brings up Liv's name one more time. Belair, more trash talking and mocking in Royce's face. Belair and Riot walk off with the Royce fuming. <laughs> with that being said, Nebby, we do have one half of the Iconics, Peyton Royce versus Ruby Riot. Back from the break, Peyton Royce is out by herself. Ruby also out. Back and forth to start. Royce takes control early and beats Riot around. Royce mounts Riot and talks some trash. More back and forth now, but Royce gets the upper hand again. Royce wraps Riot in the ropes and sends her back to the mat. Royce works Riot around and taunts her for being a loser and having no friends. Royce beats Riot while she's down in the middle of the ring. Royce continues to dominate and covers for a two count. Showing frustration now, Riot gets an opening look to mount some offense. Royce blocks a roll up, but keeps going for a two count. Royce comes right back with a big kick that stuns Riot. Royce goes to the top, but has to roll through as Riot moves out the way. Royce turns around and charges Riot. Riot follows up with a big Riot kick for the pin and the win, Nebby. Your winner, Ruby Riot. After the match, Riot stands tall as her music hits. We go to replays. Royce is down on the outside, and Riot celebrates in the ring, getting emotional because she's finally won another match. We re- uh, following that, Nebby, we see recent happenings between Andrade and Angel Garza. Charlie Caruso stops Garza, Andrade, and Zelina Vega backstage and asks about getting on the same page for tonight's non-title match. Vega interrupts and talks about the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, and possibly not showing up. Andrade also comments on winning tonight to get one step closer to becoming champions. Garza talks to Charlie about always being ready when talking trash then retreat oh I'm sorry the street prophet suddenly attack from behind they beat Garza and Andrade down while talking trash and then they retreat Vega checks on Garza and Andrade encouraging them as we go back to commercial Nebby that leads us to the street prophets versus angel Garza Dawkins drops Andrade with a bulldog for a two count as Garza makes the save. Dawkins ends up with Andrade on his shoulders, Nebby, as Ford goes on to the top. This backfires for Dawkins, though, as he accidentally crouches Ford on the top rope, and Garza runs in to get the upper hand for his team. Garza climbs up the top, but Ford ends up knocking him to the mat. Ford follows up with a big frog splash. Your winner's the Street Profits. After the match, though, Nebby, the Profits stand tall as their music hits. We go to replays of the Frog Splash. Vega screaming from ringside as Ford and Dawkins celebrate, talking, uh, taking their titles and red cups to the announce table, dancing all night long as Vega, Andrade, and Garza look from the ramp, disgusted. Nebby, with this loss from Angel Garza and Andrade, do you see them anytime soon getting another shot at the champs? Or do you think this is their one and done? Yeah, well, I think that 
this is going to lead to to some more dissension between Angel Garza and Andrade, and, and I'm not sure if if they will ever wrestle the street profits uh, 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 again. Back from the break, Nebby, Andrade is talking with Angel Garza backstage. Zelina Vega walks up and yells at them for blowing their chance at getting to the top of the tag team division. Vega says, now, as usual, she has to go and fix everything. Andrade and Garza are frustrated with the loss, but not each other. They insist they are on the same page, and Vega tells them, prove it. We'll see how that goes. With that being said, Nebby, <clears throat> we have uh, going to the ring the tag, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Sasha Banks, and the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bayley. Banks is in possession of Asuka's Raw, uh, Raw Women's Championship, and Rome refers to her champion. Tom confirms that Asuka is still the champion. The music stops and boos get louder. Bailey tells them to show some respect for their new Raw Women's Champion. Banks interrupts and says she's got this. Banks says people are accusing her of stealing the Raw Women's title. But she's fought for the title last night at Extreme Rules. Unlike her opponent, who was just handed the title by Becky Lynch in May, Banks goes on about Bailey talks about how she had to do the right thing and make the count at Extreme Rules. Bailey says she is not just your role model. She's Bailey Dostraps. Bailey is repeating herself already. Banks goes on bragging and calls herself two belts Banks. They brag some more about having all the gold, jumping around and celebrating, but music hits. And guess who it is? Out comes the Kabuki Warriors. Asuka yells from the stage, Nebby, in Japanese, and says Banks has her title. Banks tells her to come and get it. The Kabuki Warriors look at each other, and they start marching down to the ring as Banks and Bailey get ready for a fight. But, Nebby, right before we get that, on the big screen, WWE Chief Brand Officer, Stephanie McMahon interrupts the return of Steph. Ask, uh, and she, yeah. at, she says, hey, Asuka and Sane, stop. Right now at ringside. Stephanie congratulates everybody, though. And she says, last night's match at Extreme, Rule, uh, at Extreme Rules Horror Show. I'm sorry. She says, last night's match actually was a horror show. Banks might think she's the champion, but Stephanie has a different opinion. Stephanie says Banks didn't last. I'm sorry, Banks didn't win last night, but neither did Asuka. Stephanie announces a title match for next week to determine the champion. They can lose by any normal method. Pinfall, DQ, whatever it may be, interference. And what does she do? She wishes them good luck. With that being said, Nebby, we have... A smooth match. That's right. Bailey versus Kyrie Sane. Sane goes to goes back to the top and hits the insane elbow drop. Sane clutches her arm after landing hard. 
She slowly makes the cover, but Bailey gets her foot on the bottom rope. Bailey and ends up hitting the Bailey to back duplex in the middle of the ring. Bailey goes to the top and hits a flying elbow drop of her own, Nebby. Which personally I don't think it looked good as Kyrie's. Bailey covers, but Sane kicks out at two. Oscar cheers. Sane on at, at ringside. Bailey goes for the Bailey to back suplex, but Sane blocks it and rolls. Pa- Bailey up for the pin and the win out of nowhere. Your winner, Kyrie Sane Nebby. After the match, the crowd pops for for Sane and Oscar joins her in the ring to celebrate. Kabuki Warriors go to the ramp as we get replays, and they look and the. And uh, Sasha and Bailey look on to regroup at ringside. With that being said, Schreiber approaches WWE champion Drew McIntyre backstage and asks how he's feeling after the brutal win over Dolph Ziggler at Extreme Rules. Drew admits being in pain, but says he's still in is the WWE champion. So that's good. He's headed to the ring right now to discuss his future. Drew walks off and we go to commercial. Back from the break, Nebby, we do have Tom announcing guest Raw for tonight's Raw Talk, Mustafa Ali, Seth Rollins, and Shayna Baszler. But before we get into that, Nebby, where do you think this leads Sasha? Do you think that she will actually find a way without Bailey to win the WWE SmackDown, I'm sorry, Raw Women's Championship against Asuka? I mean... They just had a crucial ruling match this past week, and I just don't see that she has it in her to go back-to-back weeks against Asuka. I don't think Sasha is ready for Asuka. I don't... I I don't think Sasha uh, 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 is going to win this match. Uh, uh this coming Monday night uh, 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 either. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think Bailey is going to defend the SmackDown Women's uh, Championship at SummerSlam against against Sasha Banks. So, that said, obviously, that, that means, I believe, Asuka is, is going to beat Sasha Banks. Uh, 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 in, in the Raw Women's uh, cha- uh, uh, Champion Championship uh, uh, match, uh, 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 this coming uh, uh, Monday night. You know, I feel like this is going to be tough. I think that like her way of trying to get in and actually trying to go ahead and and try to battle, but I I just I can't see Sasha pulling this off, man. Not without Bailey. It's just too much. And on top of that, did you notice at Extreme Rules that one of the masked like fans on the outside was actually Shayna Baszler? So, I mean, for me to notice that, witnessing Shayna Baszler right there at ringside, I have a feeling that no matter who wins like who, in this match, there's not going to be a winner. I have a feeling 
Shayna Baszler is going to come out and interrupt this somehow and stamp herself as being a top contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Asuka loses her title, then I think it would only be fair that Kyrie gets her shot. The only reason why I would say no is because they're on Raw and not on SmackDown, and that is the only excuse I could think of Bailey would try to pull out in order for her to not have to defend the title. Right. With that being said, Nebby, we go back to the ring and out comes WWE Champion, Drew McIntyre to a big pop. Drew takes a shot at Dolph Ziggler and says his extreme rule stipulation was brilliant, but that's over, as is Ziggler's career. Drew goes on and says it's onward and upwards for him. Drew says the next big event is WWE SummerSlam, and he wants a worthy opponent. The music hits, and out comes, guess who, Nebby? Dolph Ziggler. Drew says the opponent surely isn't Ziggler. Ziggler marches to the ring and says he saw something in Drew last night. Something he doesn't always see. Fear. Ziggler goes on and enters the ring, but Drew interrupts him. Ziggler keeps talking about their feud, but Drew tries to dismiss him because he just beat him last night. Ziggler goes on about seeing fear in Drew's face. Drew says Ziggler is just embarrassing himself, and he's starting to feel bad for him. Drew ends up dropping Ziggler with a Glasgow kiss headbutt, which looked pretty badass. Drew barks a few words at Ziggler and then exits the ring. As his music hits, Ziggler looks up from the mat. Ziggler yells at Drew, telling him not to walk away from him. He said, you SOB. Ziggler rants about being deserved the match. He could feel it slip away from Drew. Ziggler doesn't give a damn about the time or the place or the stipulation. Drew can have any match he wants with Ziggler. Drew says Ziggler has changed his mind. He accepts if he can pick the stipulation. Drew turns, walks away without naming the match. Ziggler stops him and asks, what's the stipulation? Drew says, he just said yes, and he hasn't decided on the stipulation yet. Drew says he's going to do Ziggler exactly what he did to him. Reveal the stipulation right before the bell rings. The music hits again, and Drew stares Ziggler down from the ramp, smirking at him. Drew winks back at Ziggler and makes his exit. Big Show 
talking about tonight's unsanctioned match with Randy Orton. He talks about what Orton has done to Edge and Christian as of late, how he's lashing out at everyone who's tried to help him. A boring Big Show goes on and on and on without saying much. Show says this might be the end of the line for him, but he's going to do anything he can to make sure Orton doesn't write the end of his story. This has to be the worst TV show on right now. Back to commercial break. Back from the break and the announcers hype Sasha vs. Asuka for the Raw Women's title next week, Nebby. Can't wait. Hopefully they're the main event. The title can be decided by pinfall, submission count, or DQ, including outside interference as announced by Stephanie, a.k.a. Bailey Two Belts. With that being said, Nebby, we have the unsanctioned match. The Big Show versus Randy Orton. We go to the ring for tonight's unsanctioned main event as the Big Show makes his way out. Tom reminds us that WWE is not responsible for what might happen in this match, Nebby, as it is not sanctioned by the company. The bell rings and Show goes right for Orton and Orton dodges him. Show ends up knocking Orton into the corner and hitting him with body shots. Show keeps control and hits Orton with chops and more strikes in the corner. Show keeps control and hits a huge spear for a pop. Orton rolls right to the floor for a breather. Show brings a table into the ring now. Show ends up attacked at ringside by Andrade and Angel Garza as the crowd boos. Zelina Vega applauds from the stage as they launch show into the steel steps. Nebby, Andrade, and Garza hold show up as Orton backs up to prepare for a running attack. But before Orton can strike, Andrade and Garza let go as the Viking Raiders run down to make the save. Eric and Ivar brawl with Garza and Andrade at ringside as we go to commercial. With that being said, Nebby, back from the break, Show fights up and out of a hold. Show drops Orton with a big headbutt. Tom confirms Ziggler versus McIntyre for the next Monday. With the WWE title... Uh, 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 I have a question for you. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. We'll pick it up. Uh... Is that match going to be for the WWE Championship? Because uh, which one? Uh, Tom, uh, 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 Tom Phillips. Uh, it, 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 it didn't say on the graphic. I think you're right. I, uh, I don't think it did. It. it it didn't say on the graphic that that this Monday's match between Dolph Ziggler and the WWE champion uh, Drew McIntyre. It it, it 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 didn't say it would be for the WWE a uh, cha- ch- champion a uh, sh- 
a ship, although it should be. Um, Tom, Tom did confirm uh, Ziggler versus Drew for next Monday with the WWE title on the line. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, the producers botched putting the banner up to let us know what we're in store for. So, unfortunately, with that being said, um, we will, we will, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but we will, uh, it was just disappointing that it didn't come up because I was also confused. I didn't know if that was going to be for a pay-per-view or what they were saving that for or what. But uh, no, Tom did confirm that Ziggler versus Drew will be for next Monday, on next Monday, will be for the WWE title. Uh, oh, uh, sorry about that. My no, mistake. all good. It wasn't I, on. I, it wasn't I, on it. I, You're right. I, I I didn't hear Tom Phillips say whether or not it was for the WWE Championship. But thanks for the confirmation. Yes, sir. But to be honest with you, I have a feeling, and I hope I'm wrong about this, but. I have a feeling that that the the stipulation that Drew McIntyre is going to choose, I have a feeling that 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 the stipulation is going to be that Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I I think the stipulation. Is going to be that that Dolph Ziggler's career is on the line. I I think the WWE champion Drew McIntyre is going to put Dolph Ziggler's career on the line. I, I, I hope I'm wrong because I, I because I don't think that. Uh, d- uh, Dolph Ziggler is going to win the match uh, this coming Monday night. And I don't want Dolph to retire, but I have a feeling that, that Drew McIntyre uh, 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 is going to stipulate that, that Dolph Ziggler's uh, career is 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 on the line in this in this WWE champion You know what I think it's going to be? I think the step one for one I think that's pretty solid because uh, I uh, uh, I, I think that's a good idea in terms of a stipulation just because it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they're really doing so much with Dolph and they kind of just use him to build up others. I think what the stipulation will be is if Dolph loses, he'll never be able to get a championship shot against Drew ever again as long as he's champion. Oh, okay. Just a thought. But who knows? I mean, he could have 
Dolph have one arm tied behind his back. He could have it be a hardcore match. Who knows? But um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. But before we finish with that, Drew will get to pick the stipulation. Uh, Show runs over Orton with a few stiff shots, Nebby. Show with the backsplash in the corner. Orton comes right back and takes Show's knee out with a drop kick. Orton calls for a punt kick, but Show grabs him and delivers a choke slam in the middle of the ring. Orton kicks out at two, which uh, was a pretty hellacious choke slam. I thought it was going to be over right then and there, but you know how it is. Show calls for the KO punch, but Orton avoids it and rolls to the floor for a breather. The crowd boos. Show grabs Orton by his head and launches him back into the ring from the floor. Orton hits hard on the mat and is still down as Show stalks him. Show places Orton on the table that is standing up near the corner. Show goes to the second rope for a Vader bomb which I thought was going to be crucial if he had landed that thing, okay? But Orton moves, and Show crashes through the table. Orton looks on and smiles, laughing at Show. And uh, I, I didn't, I forgot that it was, like, unsanctioned for a second, because I was just like, why is there a table here? But whatever. Show gets up, and Orton drops him in the middle of the ring with the RKO. Show still kicks out at two. Orton yells at the referee as he can't believe Show kicked out the end time. The ref checks on Show as Orton goes back and brings a steel chair in from under the ring. The boos continue. Orton, with a steel chair, shot to the gut, and then over the back from uh, from Show. Right, I'm sorry. Over the back to bring Show back down. The boos get louder, Nebby. After another big chair shot, with a uh, with show down and he's back on the floor back on the mat. I should say Orton stares down show as he tries to get up. The referee clears the table from debris and knocks it all out of ringside. Cause you know, that's not safe. Orton with more chair shots. Orton goes from the top draping DDT now and nails that thing. That was the sweetest DDT ever. Cause big show landed straight on his head. It was fantastic. The boos get louder, and the referee checks on show. Orton tosses the chair to the floor and hits the mat, preparing for another RKO, while show slowly recovers. Show gets back up, and Orton immediately puts him right back down with an RKO. Orton covers him for the pin and the win. Nebby, your winner is the Viper, Randy Orton, in this unsanctioned match. But after the match, Nebby, Orton stands tall in the middle of the ring as his music hits. The crowd boos. Orton stalks Show from behind. Now, while Show is trying to prepare himself up with the ropes. But Orton backs up. And then he charges, connecting with a punt kick to the head. Which looked fantastic, Nebby. Fantastic. Orton gets down in Show's face and talks some trash, saying he's like all the others, and this is just one more legend down. Orton stands back up as the boos continue. 
Orton climbs to the corner and does his signature pose as Raw goes off the air. And that was Monday Night Raw. Nebby, with another legend down in the wake of the Viper, Randy Orton, who do you think is left to stand in his way before he gets his shot at Drew McIntyre? Uh, yeah, well, a friend of mine told me that Randy Orton uh, 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 might be the next opponent for Drew McIntyre to defend the WWE a champion ship against. So having said that, I think Drew McIntyre is going to defend the WWE championship at SummerSlam against against Randy Orton. Wow. Um, I mean, they definitely have to, the time to build the story. Do you know off the top of your head what the date is for this year's SummerSlam? Yes. And do you mind uh, letting us know what it is? It's it's August. It's it's August. It's August. It's August. A twenty August twenty third. So almost a month from now, we're on the twenty first today. So they have about four weeks to uh, really build this storyline after next week. Either. I don't see Randy Orton coming out to help Dolph um, unless he feels like that's an easier win for him. But since he's the heel, I can't see him sticking up for another heel. It doesn't make sense unless he just thinks Dolph is an easier win. The second thing is, what if if Otis cashes in? What if Otis cashes in before SummerSlam? I mean, I think we all keep forgetting that Otis is running around SmackDown with that Money in the Bank briefcase. And I don't think he plans on plotting on Braun Strowman anytime soon because that's going to be a tough one to take down. Not saying anything about Drew and he's any weaker. I mean, I think that would be just as tough to get through either one of those men. But, I mean, I think that's something we should be thinking about between now and SummerSlam, that Otis still has that Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, do you think... Uh, 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 do you think that I do? That uh, 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 Mandy Rose is going to accompany Otis uh, uh, to the ring? whenever he cashes in uh, uh, his money in the bank uh, 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 whenever he cashes in his his money in the bank uh, 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 a a contract no I think she will come out after he wins and he puts her on his shoulder, Macho Man Randy Savage style. Right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, I was looking for 
some news. W reported airing indie content this year. Um, apparently, um, breaking news, Nebby. Non-WWE pro wrestling content is reportedly coming to WWE Network this year. It was reported today by at WrestleVotes that Evolve and WXW will be available on the WWE Network before the end of 2020. WWE recently purchased Evolve from WWN Live, which you can read about that. About that. Um, Germany's West Extreme Wrestling Promotion I'm sorry, Westside Extreme Wrestling Promotion, excuse me, has had a working relationship with WWE since 2018, which came out of WXW's working relationship with WWN. WXW also has their own streaming platform that is similar to the WWE Network called WXW Now. There's no word yet on if content will be available on the free version of the WWE Network, but WWE has plans for a while to introduce any content to their tiered pricing plans. So Evolve is a company where uh, Drew uh, Mac. Sorry about that, C Money. I-, I had to take a phone call. Oh no, it's all good. I was just letting you know there's a company called Evolve that WWE purchased um, that they're going to be streaming their content on the WWE Network later on this year. Evolve is actually a company where uh, Johnny Gargano got very popular. Um, you can see uh, Drew McIntyre on there. Um, there's a few wrestlers that have come through Evolve, uh, and they do have a working relationship with WWE. So WWE, it's like a farming system for them, kind of. When Evolve, the uh, I think... Whoever was in charge, I believe his name was Gabe Sapolsky, would give Vince a call and say, hey, I got her. Or whoever is in charge of talent relations, give them a call and say, hey, I have somebody that I think is ready. And then they'll take a look at them and see if they're ready or not. Um, so, I mean, that's that's kind of big for WWE in terms of buying other companies and putting that content on the network to really expand the network's content because it's getting a little dry uh, with the network's content, I think they're kind of stuck in limbo with this whole COVID thing happening. Nebby, uh, did you see that they were doing like a cartoonish version of the Undertaker's documentary right after Extreme Rules? Uh, it was, I shouldn't uh, say cartoonish. It was stories he told, no. but they, instead of like, you know, actual I video was, content. Oh, yeah. Well, it's on the network, and I think it's only like a half an hour long. So, I mean, if you get the chance, definitely check it out. But, I mean, it's stories The Undertaker's telling, and then someone's illustrating the story as he's telling it. So you can kind of get the visual for the stories he's telling. Um, But they're pretty interesting. I don't know if they're going to do a whole series on it or if it was just a one-shot. Uh, what, 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 the, the name of the, uh, uh, program, what, what's the name of the show? Um, it is, uh, hold on, WWE Network, um, it is called, 
I think it's still the last ride. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I can't find it. Originals. Um, I believe it's under the Undertaker's documentary. I think it's oh, I think it's under the last ride. Let me see. No, it's not under the last ride. What the hell is it on then? Uh, I don't. It has to be the Undertaker's last ride. Oh yeah. Okay. So it says the Undertaker last ride, Tales from the Dead Man. Uh. Okay. So as long as you're not watching one of the chapter episodes of The Last Ride, the chapter episodes are the ones with the documentaries. But if it says Tales from the Dead Man, that it's 24 minutes and 14 seconds long. That's the one where he is um, telling stories about him on the road or stories that happened backstage or whatever, and someone's illustrating it. But check that out. Uh... Okay. Did you get a ch- Did you get a chance to see last week's uh, episode of NXT? Uh, I'm sorry, two weeks ago, where Adam Cole uh, and Keith Lee went at it. Uh, yeah, I did. Do you believe that um, Adam Cole will get pushed to the main roster? Or do you think he's gonna try to get revenge on Keith Lee and they'll keep him in NXT? Uh, n- n- no, I could be wrong, but I think he's going to the main. Uh, roster. The question is, will will Adam Cole, uh, baby, will will Adam Cole be going to Raw or will he be going to SmackDown? I mean, to me, it's a tough loss if they let him go to Raw or SmackDown. Because that's going to be someone big that they don't have on their roster anymore to compete against AEW on Wednesdays. Now, do you put him on Raw and have him come up and either fight? Like, your champions are Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. I don't see Adam Cole beating any one of them. So then that therefore plateaus him at either a United States or Intercontinental Champion at best. Unless someone smaller wins those championships and he can beat them. But I don't see Adam Cole beating Braun Strowman. I don't see him beating Randy Orton. I don't see him beating Seth... I mean, um... Um... Uh... Uh... Drew McIntyre. Like, I see him going against an AJ Styles. I see him going against Adolph Ziggler. I see him going against a Montez Ford. But, I mean, I feel like he is too small for it to be believable that he can take one of these behemoths down. What do you think? Yeah, well... Um, Adam, Adam Cole's a great athlete. Uh, Hell of an athlete. Will will uh will see with uh uh will see what WWE decides to uh, to 
to do with them, but if I may, I want to to point out that we have failed on the Victorious Sports podcast since it took place. We, we have failed to acknowledge that uh, the phenomenal AJ Styles is the WWE is the WWE is the WWE intercontinental champion. I apologize, and you are right. The disrespect that we have showed AJ Styles in this show is unacceptable. And for that being said, I want to apologize. But again, that could be another great opponent for for AJ Styles if he comes up. But I just can't see him taking on somebody like Braun or it's just too much. Like maybe even like Seth Rollins would be a good match. But like anything bigger than that, like I just I can't see it. Yeah, well, uh, 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 I also want to acknowledge that uh, I have been impressed with with, with uh, Matt Riddle uh, 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 since he got called up to SmackDown. I just wish that 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 he would wear a boot. Um, I don't know if you remember the Texas Tornado. Uh, do you remember him? Yeah, yeah I do. So uh, he, he's a former intercontinental champion. Damn right he is. He is from Texas, and he wrestled for his father's company in Texas before Vince discovered him and decided to pay him to leave there and come wrestle up north. When he wrestled in Texas with his brothers and his whole family, um, he actually wrestled down there with no shoes on. He never had boots. Uh, the only time that he wore boots is when Vince brought him to WWE and Vince made him wear boots. So oh, okay. I'm, I'm wondering if, I, I don't know if you know this, but Matt Riddle used to be a UFC fighter a couple years ago. And maybe right. because him being a fighter and not used to wearing boots, maybe he took that persona and brought that to WWE and that's why he wears no boots. That's, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Oh, okay. Well, uh, he, uh, uh, he told the story on SmackDown about, uh, about how he got, uh, uh, about how he got, uh, fraud for 
kind of forgot all about that story that he told about that um well with that being said nebby i think that he is going to be a wwe champion one day i think matt riddle has what it takes yeah me he puts on great matches um he has star power written all over him and i can't wait for him to see him wrestle against like Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Drew Gulak. Um, he's already had so many fantastic matches with AJ Styles already. It's it's a uh, it's cool to see his growth from NXT to where he is now. But I think. His star hasn't shined its brightest yet, and there's going to be a hell of a lot more to come from Matt Riddle, and especially with a lot more people coming up. Like, wait till we get, like, Adam Cole. I I really think Adam Cole is going to SmackDown. I think they need that star power on SmackDown. I don't think they need it on Raw. There's going to be a lot of NBA coming back, a lot of basketball, I'm sorry, baseball coming back. So I just don't see them putting him on Raw when they need him more to fight those rating wars on Monday on Friday nights. Okay, well, it'll be intriguing to see where WWE puts uh, Adam Cole. I'm excited to see it. With that being said, Nebby... Would you, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, 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 yeah, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram by typing my full name, uh, N-E-B-E-Y-U-E-R. M as in Maryland, Y, A, S, uh, uh, and my Twitter name is Spurs fan 10, Spurs fan 10, Spurs fan 10, Spurs fan 10, Spurs fan 1083. And you can find your boy C-Money 
on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Mr. July 4. And I've been streaming a hell of a lot of NBA 2K20 lately. I just updated my Call of Duty. So probably be streaming some of that later on. Um, and a lot of Uno. Your boy loves the Uno. Streaming a lot of that. All of my replays you can catch on my YouTube channel. On YouTube, if you search See Money Plays, you can find my replays from the Twitch in case you missed the live stuff. You can also find sports breaking news from my Instagram, Victorious Sports Podcast, for all your breaking sports news. And last but not least, you can find the first lady of the Victorious Sports Podcast, Raven. You can find the Irresistible Force, Nebby. And you can find the podcast Messiah himself, the podcast Maharaja, your boy C-Money, on the Victorious Sports Podcast. Breaking down wrestling, breaking down sports with Nebby and Raven on Anchor Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, anywhere you can find your favorite podcast to find us there and connect with us. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, hit us up on Twitch. Uh, whatever it is, so that way you can go ahead and reach out to us. We appreciate it all. Nebby, with that being said, thank you again for taking the time and working with me and doing yet another episode of the Victoria Sports Podcast. I thank you so much. Um, it's always a pleasure to be on your show. And can I ask you some questions before before we wrap up? Yeah, for up? sure. Shoot. Uh, 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 baseball is gonna start its season this 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 Thursday when the World Series champion. Washington Nationals host, host Friday the uh, uh, host the New York Yankees and my Baltimore Orioles uh, my Baltimore Orioles will start their season. On Friday, uh, when we play at the Boston, uh, 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 when we play at the Boston Red, Red Sox, uh, uh, are you excited about uh, 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 baseball starting and basketball and hockey? Uh, 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 coming back. I'm super excited. Um, sports is my favorite thing to watch on TV, whether it's soccer, football, basketball, hockey, doesn't matter. Baseball, I'm all in. I'm all in on the sports. I'm very hyped to see how, mind you, I like the Yankees and the Nationals. So <laughs> the the opening day game is going to be uh, one for me to watch. I believe it's a nine o'clock game, so I'll definitely be able to watch it. 
I'm excited to see how the team gets ready. Uh, they have been having um, a series of uh, exhibition games, and they've been playing the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, where Bryce Harper's knocked down a couple home runs already. So I will be anticipating the return of baseball. Basketball is my favorite sport. So watching... Uh, uh, by the way, I just want to point out that uh, 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 Alexa Bliss uh, uh, predicted that your uh, Los Angeles uh, Lakers uh, uh, are going to w- win the NBA championship. Did she really? Yes, yes, uh, she did. Fantastic! I knew I liked her for a reason. Um, uh, 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 <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, I, I love uh, uh, Alexa. Big Bliss. fan, big fan, Nebby is of Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Um, it's tough, man. Rondo is out for six to eight weeks because he broke his finger in practice. And we signed uh, J.R. Smith. But we still have uh, Alex Caruso. We still have uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. We still have uh, Quinn Cook. Shout out to Quinn Cook. He's from PG, Maryland. Um, So it's... uh, I think it's time that chemistry now has to kick in because they have to figure out who the next two guys are going to step up in place of Rondo. Rondo's basketball IQ is invaluable um, because he may not take all the shots, but knows how to create shots for his team. And yeah, sure that's you, when you have a team full of scores and your main facilitator is out, um, it's going to be tough for someone to try to transition and step into those shoes who's naturally not someone that's a shot creator. So uh, it's going to be tough, man. Their schedule isn't easy at all. Okay, they have like the fourth hardest schedule in the com- in the in the bubble. So it, it's going to be a tough road ahead for the Lakers, and their first round in the playoffs could possibly be against the Rockets. It could be against uh, the Portland Trailblazers, or it could be against the Memphis Grizzlies, or maybe even the the New Orleans Pelicans. Either way, like getting out of the first round is going to be tough as hell on them. It's going to be exciting to watch, though, because your boy is ready. I'm ready to see the end of the season. I need this to finish. I'm praying LeBron gets his last ring, and he doesn't have to worry about getting chips anymore. Um, but it's going to be fantastic to see. Hope, uh, and of course, uh, uh, hopefully our Caps will win the Stanley Cup for the second time I, in three years. I haven't seen uh, what their schedule looks like and to who they're playing. Um, I don't even know how many games they're playing. To be honest with you, uh, we, uh, uh, we we get we get a bye week 
uh, we get we get a bye, I should say, uh, in the first round of the playoffs, be, be, because the top four seeds in each conference, uh, 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 get get a first round. Uh, 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 get get a first round up up by. Oh, okay, okay. So they're just jumping straight into the playoffs when um right. when the season starts. And when when does the season? August first. Damn, August first. Oh man, there's gonna be so much sports on at one time. This is gonna be too much. Like. NBA starts on the 27th of this month, which is what next week? Uh, uh, next uh, Monday? Uh, 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 actually, it starts on the 30th. The 30th. Okay, so this time next week, basketball starts. Um, and then the week after that, that following week, we have base uh, uh hockey, baseballs this Thursday. So I mean, shit. There's so much sports coming on, man. I'm not gonna have. I'm gonna need more TVs. Is what I'm gonna need. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, I hope I'm wrong, but 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 I just wanted to point out that I think there's an outside chance that the 2020 NFL season uh uh could be uh 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 uh. uh, uh uh, uh, could be canceled. Shoot, I don't know, man. It's pro. It's it could be. It depends on how many people test positive for COVID, and how can teams recover from it? Because if they're waiting two weeks and Tom Brady's COVID positive and he's out two weeks, I mean, shit, that's a quarter of the season gone already. But um. We'll see how this goes in terms of football. I mean, there's so much going on with the Washington Redskins, let alone. You always have the Cowboys who are in the news because they don't want to pay Dak. Um, Personally, I I think it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs and or the Baltimore Ravens versus either the New Orleans Saints or the Seattle Seahawks or the Packers. Um, or the 49ers possibly again. But uh, I think the East is going to win the Super Bowl this year because there's just too many damn good teams. I don't think Kansas City is going to go back-to-back. Well, we'll see. What, uh, 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 what do you think of your Redskins uh, 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 ch- changing the – uh, changing that, uh, uh, ch- changing, uh, changing their uh, 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 name. Uh, I mean, I think it's about time that they change their name. I just hope they don't change it to something that doesn't represent the team in terms of like, 
I keep hearing weird names like Red Wolves, Red Tails, Red something. Um, I, I'm, I, I, and on top of like what the team has been accused of recently, and the accusations that they uh, have pending against them via the league, um, it's hard to uh, see if I'm going to stay on the boat as a Redskins fan, man. Uh, I don't know if they're going to keep the colors. I'm praying they keep burgundy and gold. I really hope that they don't, but it's it's hard to root for a team that doesn't want to get better. And I keep hearing news like every day that just seems like it's getting worse and worse for them where it seems like they're just digging themselves in a hole. And uh, we'll we'll see what happens with what's going on with the cheerleaders, with the team name. What pisses me off is that they're taking so long with the team name. And I, I really think Dan Snyder's going to ride everything to the very last minute. I don't think he does anything with the intent of at anyone else's pace, but his own. And it's hard to root for a team with such a shitty owner. And I'm very close to abandoning them. Um, pending a few situations. So I I won't even I can't even guarantee you that I'm going to root for this team when the season starts if we get a season. Okay. With that being said, Nebby, um I thank you again for joining the podcast and taking your time out of the day for us to talk about sports and wrestling um as we love to do. Uh again, any final thoughts? It's well, I just want to say it is always a pleasure to 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 be on the victorious sports a a a podcast, and I just want to say a a Raven, if you're listening, I I get well and and. And we, uh, 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 we, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we, 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 we love you. I couldn't have said it any better. It's actually making me tear up right now. With that being said, Nebby, and everyone listening, I am C-Money. He is the irresistible force, Nebby, and we are the Victorious Sports Podcast, and we're out. Peace, everybody.